Welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy, and this is the Earth Church. Come on in. We've got room for you. James Lovelock is a new spirit among us. The greatest natural scientist of our time, James Lovelock, passes at 103. He persuaded all of us that the Earth is alive, a conscious living being. He even persuaded Western science, those conservative people, embedded as they are in the Industrial Revolution and right-wing Christianity and neoliberal capitalism, that whole deadly mix. James Lovelock named the Earth Gaia, or maybe I should say renamed, because he, he reached back to our indigenous past, I say our, European-Americans at least, the old Greek culture that got us named for the earth was Gaia. And now you and I, we are so activated. Ooh. <laughs> We're ready to defend the earth on a new level of fierceness. J.P. Morgan Chase, BlackRock, Vanguard, UBS, City, British Petroleum, all these diabolical entities that wish to introduce that CO2 and methane in, in toxic amounts into the atmosphere and drive this climate apocalypse. They're taking the job of this regulating organism from Gaia. But that's a sacred task. That's Gaia's job. And now I know Gaia is taking that job back. Right? What do you think the sixth extinction is? We know it's that renewal that's costly, difficult, but celebratory renewal that is taking place. Give us, give us a roll. We're ready. We're ready to work with you, Gaia. Somebody give me a Gaia-luya here. Gaia-luya. Wait a minute, what's going on? I have this feeling. It's in my heart. It's in my whole, whole body. Do you feel it? It's happiness. Whoa, it's radical happiness. It's coming from the earth. Here we go. Our defenses 
Everything is spiritual. Everything has a spirit. Everything... Everything was brought to you by the Creator, the one Creator. Some people call him God. Some people call him Buddha. Some people call him Allah. Some people call him other names. We call him Tonkashila, grandfather. few winters then we go to the spirit world the spirit world is, is more real than most of us believe the spirit world is is everything over 95% of our body is water and in order to stay healthy, you've got to drink good water. When the European first came here, Columbus, we could drink out of any river. If the Europeans had lived the Indian way when they came, we'd still be drinking out of water because the water is sacred. The air is sacred. Our DNA is made of the same DNA as the tree. The tree breathes what we exhale. When the tree exhales, we need what the tree exhales. So we have a common destiny with the tree. We are all from the earth. And when the earth, the water, the atmosphere is corrupted, then it will create its own reaction. Mother is reacting. In the Hopi prophecy, they say the storms and floods will become greater. To me, it's not a negative thing to know that there will be great changes. It's not negative. It's evolution. When you look at it as evolution, it's time. Nothing stays the same. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. A federal judge has restored Endangered Species Act protections for the gray wolf. In a decision that addressed three related challenges filed by environmental groups, U.S. District Judge Jeffrey White struck down the Fish and Wildlife Service's decision to remove the gray wolf's Endangered Species Act protections. The decision again designates the gray wolf as a threatened species in the lower 48 states, with the exception of the northern Rockies population for which wolf protections were removed by Congress in 2011. In Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming, state governments managed the wolf populations. Environmental groups and animal lovers cheered the 26-page opinion. The gray wolf is an apex predator. Their presence and well-being has a cascading positive impact on many other species in their habitat. The koala has been added to the critically endangered species list by the Australian government. The impact of prolonged drought followed by the black summer bushfires and the cumulative impacts of disease, urbanization, and habitat loss over the past 20 years have led to the decision. 
The Australian government has pledged 50 million Australian dollars to support the koala and its habitat. Scientists have developed the first fully autonomous biohybrid fish from human stem cell-derived cardiac muscle cells. The artificial fish swims by recreating the muscle contractions of a pumping heart, bringing researchers one step closer to developing a more complex artificial muscular pump and providing a platform to study heart disease like arrhythmia. Cockatoos have shown an extraordinary ability to complete a task by combining simple tools, demonstrating that this cognitive ability is not found only in primates. Tool use is rare in animals, particularly compound tools, where two elements are fixed together, such as a spear or an axe or composite tools, where two items like a stick and a rock are used together. In humans, these types of tools have evolved into recreational activities such as hockey, cricket, or golf, and it was this that inspired the study design. The Goffin's cockatoo, which is known for its problem-solving skills and its ability to use single tools such as sticks to open up nut and seed shells, had to manipulate a ball through a hole into a closed box, and then use a stick to push the ball to one side of the box where it triggers a trapdoor mechanism. Three of the cockatoos figured out how to use the stick to maneuver the ball into the right position to release the treat, showing a high level of tool innovation. For the first time, researchers observed chimpanzees in Gabon, West Africa, applying insects to their wounds and the wounds of others. In a study published February 7th in the journal Current Biology, scientists describe this wound-tending behavior and argue that it is evidence that chimpanzees have the capacity for pro-social behaviors that have been linked with empathy in humans. Pro-social behavior is behavior that acts in the best interests of others rather than just oneself. This wasn't the first time that non-human animals had been observed self-medicating. Researchers have reported that bears, elephants, and bees do it too. What is remarkable is that so far, insect applications have never been observed and that the chimps not only treat their own, but also the wounds of others. Lower income human populations currently face a 40% higher exposure to heat waves than people with higher incomes, according to a new study. By the end of the century, the poorest 25% of the world's population will be exposed to heat waves at a rate equivalent to the rest of the population combined. The study adds to a growing body of evidence that populations who have contributed the least to anthropogenic climate change often bear the brunt of climate change impacts. Babies and children sitting in bicycle trailers breathe in more polluted air than the adults riding the bike that pull them. But trailer covers cut pollution levels in half. Air pollution is a leading cause of death in children under the age of five. Researchers recommend covering trailers for riders in urban areas. One out of three people in a large survey showed signs of exposure to a pesticide called 2,4-D. Research at George Washington University found that human exposure to this chemical has been rising as agricultural use of the chemical has increased, especially as Roundup-resistant plants continue to spread. Out of 14,395 human participants in the survey, nearly 33% had detectable levels of 2,4-D in their urine. Exposure to high levels of this chemical has been linked to cancer, reproductive problems, and other health issues. While scientists don't know what the impact of exposure to lower levels of the herbicide might be, they do know that 2,4-D is an endocrine disruptor, and this study shows children and women of childbearing age are at higher risk of exposure. 
Consumers who want to avoid exposure to pesticide can purchase organically grown food, which is less likely to be grown with weed killers. They can also avoid using 2,4-D or other pesticides on their lawn or garden. Scientists in Britain announced they had smashed a previous record for generating fusion energy, hailing it as a milestone on the path toward cheap, clean power and a cooler planet. Nuclear fusion is the same process that makes the sun hot. Proponents believe it could one day help address climate change by providing an abundant, safe, and green source of energy. A team at the joint European Taurus facility generated 59 megajoules of energy for five seconds during an experiment in December, more than doubling a 1997 record. That is about the power needed to power 35,000 homes for the same period of time, five seconds. The brain has neurons that fire specifically during certain mathematical operations. New findings indicate that some of the neurons detected are active exclusively during addition, while others are active during subtraction. They respond in the same manner whether the calculation instruction is written down as a word or a symbol. Antarctica's two native flowering plants are spreading rapidly as temperatures warm, according to the first study to show changes in fragile polar ecosystems have accelerated in the past decade. The increase in plants since 2009 has been greater than the previous 50 years combined, coinciding with rapidly rising air temperatures and a reduction in the number of fur seals, according to researchers working on Signy Island in the South Orkney Islands. Populations of Antarctic hairgrass and pearlwort have been studied by scientists on the island since 1960. Research found hairgrass spread five times faster between 2009 and 2018 than between 1960 and 2009. For pearlwort, the increase was almost 10 times more. The mega drought in the American Southwest has become so severe that it's now the driest two decades in the region in at least 1,200 years, scientists said this week, and climate change is largely responsible. The drought, which began in 2000, had previously been considered the worst in just 500 years, according to the researchers. But exceptional conditions in the summer of 2021, when about two-thirds of the West was in extreme drought, made the period between 2000 and 2021 the driest 22 years since 800 AD, which is as far back as the data goes. The analysis also showed that human-caused warming played a major role in making the current drought so extreme. There would have been a drought regardless of climate change, but scientists estimate its severity would have been only about 60% of what it is. And now, the sounds of extinction. The duel is a canid native to central southeast and southeast Asia. Other English names for the species include Asian wild dog, Asiatic wild dog, Indian wild dog, whistling dog, red dog, and mountain wolf. The duel is a highly social animal, living in large clans without rigid dominance hierarchies and containing multiple breeding females. Such clans usually consist of about 12 individuals, but groups of over 40 are known. It is a diurnal pack hunter, which preferentially targets medium and large size ungulates. In tropical forests, the duel competes with the tiger and the leopard. It is listed as endangered on the IUCN red list as populations are decreasing and estimated to comprise fewer than 2,500 mature individuals. Factors contributing to this decline include habitat loss, loss of prey, competition with other species, persecution due to livestock predation, and disease transfer from domestic dogs. 
The duel can be found in Tibet and possibly also in North Korea and Pakistan. And here, the duel, sometimes known as the mountain wolf. Environmentalists, listen to me. Make your stand like Standing Rock. The First Nations peoples in North Dakota are showing us the future of direct action. In the path of the Enbridge Pipeline, the Black Snake. They're making something that traditional environmentalists don't have the words for. And it's time to talk to Eric, the Reptile Guy, this week's Earth Riot Radio interview. Eric is a wonderful teacher, and he has a uh, wildlife education company. Uh, he teaches especially, well, it's called Eric's Reptile Adventures. It's distributed throughout the northeast part of this country and around the world. His mission is to protect nature and to educate especially about snakes and toads and turtles. In fact, he has some animals in the station wagon. <laughs> I talked to him on Zoom, and we could see he took out some animals and talked to them. <laughs> Eric, Eric the Reptile Guy, the newest member of the Stop Shopping Choir, you want to listen to the entire hour-long conversation, come to revbilly.com slash podcasts. Revbilly.com. Um, but right now, we just have a, a juicy little excerpt for you. Enjoy. Amen. Well, I strongly believe that to places like Madagascar and traveling around the world and seeing the things, that people just need to go see it for themselves because when you see things in that context 
it just changes you. You don't have any choice but to change or you die from PTSD. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's jarring and very super duper emotional when you go through things like that or you see habitat being destroyed in other places but then you see the results of of the the destruction here you know when if you live in like i'm in huntington right now and it's hard to see like i've lived here in long island for a long time my whole life mostly and you can't really see the results things still look the same you know it looks the same as it did when i was younger but then if you were out in the field looking for animals and things like that then you can see the results of those animals not being there and then understanding like what the purpose is. So it's like, you know, it's a real big job to, to educate children and, and people to understand or have them really feel what you feel because it's almost like, you ever see the movie E.T.? Absolutely. It's all about feelings, it's the feelings. You gotta feel the feelings. And if you're not feeling the feelings, then you can have a million protests, but it won't really, it'll do something for a little while, but it won't be a lasting shift in the energy because the energy, is super duper important. So for people that really want to have the energy change, for example, like you were mentioning about the pesticides, I knew about it, but like I'm an animal person and like I love trees and plants and stuff. So I'm very focused and I read all the little things. I found out about neonicotinoids at Home Depot because I was buying my friend a gardenia and I love gardenias. They smell so sweet and good. And I was buying a gardenia tree. And when I bought it, I saw the little tag it said neonicotinoid pesticide and I'm like what's that and so I went to the desk and I said excuse me what's a neonicotinoid pesticide and she said oh I don't know and she's like we should look it up she was looking it up I'm like wait a second this gets into the flesh of the plant and makes the whole entire plant poisonous and so maybe that's why the bees are dying off and that's when I first read that it was like all these connections also real real soon very soon um in um like all over Long Island and everywhere, there's going to be um, the migration of the salamanders. A lot of salamanders and frogs and stuff are migrating into these ponds to lay their eggs. The first time that I that I was exploring in the pond out in Long Island, we saw these fro- these tree frogs and the spotted salamanders all in the pond, and I was observing them for every day, every other day for like more than thirty days. It was a long time uh-huh. to watch the eggs develop, and I got to put him down because he wants to go back. Um, while I was observing the eggs developing, I saw all these mosquito larvae and I'm like, oh, cool. They're going to have their food when they hatch. And so there was like Daphne and all these like little, little single celled organisms and things. And then you saw the mosquito larvae starting to develop and I was like, oh, cool. But then the next day I heard a news report saying the mosquito season is going to be horrible. They're going to start spraying for the pesticides all around. And they did. And I'm like, no, that's so wrong. And I, and I, I did my best. I got on on um on a on a t- television show, but it was kind of too late. But um, fortunately, they didn't spray in that area. But a lot of the areas where they did spray, a lot of the animals died. But the at the heart of it, at the heart of it, um, excuse me for a second. Okay, I'm back. Um, people didn't really understand like what the real impacts were were to the environment, to their local environment, mm-hmm. and and other things. And so I think that, and I I see it similarly in places like Madagascar or wherever I've traveled to that people will for example in Madagascar people they were using um a detergent to wash to wash their clothes in the river inside the river and my my guide said you know when he was younger there was tons of frogs there it's like now there's no frogs because the Uh the river saturated Uh because the population increased to where 
the river saturated with all these detergents and phosphates and things. So, you know, but they didn't really understand it. And so now the kids that are growing up in the nature center and the kids I'm doing shows with now in these, in these programs, they starting to understand what the animals actually are doing and what it actually means, you know, so it's kind of shifting it a little bit and, you know, and people are making better choices and things. So I go into a forest. I'm about to do that. It's a warm night here in Brooklyn. Uh, the moon is, maybe the moon's down now. It's full, I think. I feel it. Got to go back out there into the rustling leaves and the, and the murmurs and cries of, you know, the rock and roll insects, the silent owl. What I get in the forest uh, is this intense concentration of life. John Burgess said, a forest wants to be thick. And if I go into that forest and just kind of let go of time, which is my own construction that I built up with you, right? <laughs> in New York, our setup is we're always in a hurry. Well, I go in there and I feel all the death and life, all the communicating, all the declarations of all these living beings working hard, pleasuring hard. And I, 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 a shape starts happening around me and I am getting, I re realize after a while I'm getting uh, a direction. And that path opens before me and invites me to take a last inhale and depart and go into, back into, a family, a house, a street, back into the human community and go back, back into this community that is damaging the earth, that is attacking the earth. Because we have to, politics, we have to direct action, intervene in this shooting of money towards these distant places or maybe something right next door where we're tearing off the tops of mountains to scrape the coal, where we're drilling and burning and refining and putting CO2 and nitrous oxide and methane, the greenhouse gases, into the air. The pesticides into everything, the steroids into, you know, the, the river full of our waste, you know, just toxicity. Why? Come on. We are demanding a change. Our superstorms, our fire, our life. And that path that I follow, I swear, it's, I don't know. I don't have names for a lot of this, but it, 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 it's pleasure. It's what I want to do. It's desire. Because what makes life? This is life making life. We are directed to be, accept that we are life and go and accept that we are life saving life. Life is saving us, it's a cycle. And where does life come from? It comes from love. It comes down to love. It always does. We follow this pleasure path, this, this shape. The points of pleasure direct us forward. And then we will intervene into that money. And it will be done in unnoticed ways. It will be done in ways that the military, the religion, the politics, they, 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 the 
corporations notice and become fearful and constricted and come after us. It'll come in many shapes, but it is love when we do our job. We complete the task. And that path is of goodwill. It's good feelings. Life wants life to live. Life is made. Hallelujah. Earth, hallelujah. Come on now. Have a good week. Earth, this is Reverend Billy for Earth Riot Radio.